Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceilings does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. Hello, hello. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. This is the Peddling Fiction Podcast, and I, of course, am your host, the voice and soul of so-called fiction, Johnny the Gentile Profita. Broadcasting once again, deep behind enemy lines here in the Windy City. The Windy City that's been locked down with curfew since I got back. So I I do have to apologize in advance. The the episode's going to be a little shorter today. Um, I I don't have much to talk about other than uh, the obvious, the riots and uh, the cities being locked down and everything like that. And and I have my, my schedule... This week is still a little chaotic, and I'm not going to have as much time to dedicate to to a full episode today. But I thought I'd give you a little something that would be a, a better than nothing, because I'm sure you know a lot of people are still sitting around. Is it uh, some cities aren't safe to go out, so you you might want, need another podcast to listen to. But anyway, you know the the trip went great. Um, it it sucks to be back. I I, I shouldn't have left. Should have stayed there because there's nothing really to come back to. Chicago still isn't open. It, I think it officially reopens tomorrow, assuming that they get these riots under control. But I come back to see that the entire world, or the entire country, is on fire. And it, it really is pretty unbelievable. It, it feels like I was gone for like a month because I, I just turned pretty much everything off. I didn't look at any news. I didn't watch any TV. I didn't really read any news stories from Thursday to Sunday. And when I start to head back to Chicago, I, I start seeing all these videos of riots and people terrorizing businesses, burning things to the ground. It, it's pretty amazing if you just unplug from the media and you're not in one of these major cities and these neighborhoods that are being ransacked. It was like a, a being in a completely different world. Had a had a wonderful trip. We were hanging out at a lake house in Michigan. Weather was pretty much perfect. It was like it was actually pretty hot during the day. They they said it was only sixty five, but it felt more like eighty five when you were out in the sun. Got a bucket of golf balls and I was just launching them off this bluff into Lake Michigan. And I got to tell you, I felt like a boss. It, it felt like something that a billionaire does off of his balcony every morning. And that's what I did. <laughs> we did that. Drank a little too much. Had a lot of good food. Got the, got the grill going. I brought over a bunch of meat that I had been storing that I ordered from Costco. And we ate like kings. We drank like fish. And 
had just had a great time. I, I don't know why we came back, to be honest with you. Probably should have stayed out there because we were isolated from all this craziness. And now here I am back in Chicago. And the there's a curfew in place every night. They, they were blocking off exits. Luckily, I, my exit was fine. My neighborhood's been fine. It's the, uh, the, the riots have not made it to this part of town yet. I don't know if they're trying to get over here eventually or not. I would advise them to stay away from my property because I am heavily armed and I'm looking for an excuse. So if any of these knuckleheads out there want to give it to me, I've been meaning to test out the optics on, on my uh, .30-06 rifle got some new optics uh, like a year ago and I haven't really fired it since and I can't think of a better better way to do it than to pick off a, a bunch of these punks that are going around destroying people's businesses I, I gotta tell you that it, this sort of behavior drives me insane like I get I understand being upset about what happened and uh, about police brutality in general what I don't understand is this entitled, well, I guess I understand it because we've been living, we, we've been raising a generation of entitled, like self-absorbed, narcissist, little, little tantrum-throwing punks. If you're going around destroying somebody's business because you're angry about something or you think you're entitled to something that you don't currently have, you're a horrible person, just a horrible person. Uh, and I just, I, there is no, I have no sympathy for, for anybody doing this. Peaceful protest, that, that's, I'm fine with that. Um, destroying government buildings, I'm, I, I would prefer that. That would make sense to me. Like that, they, uh, they overran that uh, police station and, and all those cops just tucked tail and ran. And they ransack the place. That makes sense to me. Burn down the police station if you're upset at police brutality. Don't go and burn down somebody's shop that they've poured their their life savings into, their livelihood that they've they've been waiting for months now because of the coronavirus and being forced to shut down for, for uh, by the government. And now you come in and just destroy whatever's left of their of their life. Uh, who do you think you are? these people there is no place for the this type of behavior in society and all these antifa kids running around like i i've ripped on them before these are these are fucking cowards all of these antifa kids are cowards they go around they they gang up on like one isolated person and they they swoop in somebody swoops in and hits them with something and then jumps back into the crowd and now they're just trashing other people's private property they're a bunch of fucking cowards you know they're Hans Hermann Hoppe might be onto something where these people just need to be physically removed from society like you just can't be here anymore we're not going to have this here and one of the things that's really been bothering me in a lot of this coverage is referring to this as them as anarchists. These are these are anarchists. The, the you know this is anarchy. There there's a a huge misconception about what anarchy is and anarchism is, and I think it's intentional. 
I, I think it's definitely intentional. But anarchy does not mean no rules. Anarchy means no rulers. Okay, it doesn't mean that we have a lawless society where everyone's running around looting people's businesses and beating people up. That's not what anarchism is about. It's about not having people rule over you. So it's about not having a, a state, an entity with a monopoly on the legalized use of force and the ability to throw you in a cage for nothing. And Antifa is not an anarchist group. They're communists, okay? They're communists. These are all socialists. And the funny thing is that socialism is just legalized theft anyway. They're, they're, uh, I forget who is making this point, but they're just cutting out the middleman. They're, they're, instead of you know, uh, voting for a politician to steal from us, to, to you know, pillage and loot our businesses, take 40% of what we earn, and then another 10% of everything that we spend money on, and then 20% of our investments and property taxes and all this stuff, instead of doing that, they're just cutting out the middleman. They're cutting out the government, and they're taking it themselves. Uh, that that these these are socialists. These are communists. They're marching around um, with a hammer and sickle. Let's call them what they are. They're not anarchists. They're they're communists. And the only good communist is a dead communist. But you know, I saw Trump is designating them as a a terrorist organization. And as much as I hate Antifa, I designating very vague, ill-defined groups where you can't even really prove that you're not part of Antifa or that you are part of Antifa, designating them terrorists so that the state can just abuse all of your constitutional rights, uh, I'm not on board with that either. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what the best solution here is. I, I think probably just private citizens arming up and showing these cowards what what they're really getting into people need to start defending themselves and taking their putting their defense into their own hands we don't need the state making lists and designating people terrorists or whatever putting them on some sort of uh, watch list so that they can completely abuse whatever rights we have left i mean what's to stop them from from designating me antifa i mean how do i prove that i'm not part of antifa other than playing this podcast for them. So that that's definitely not the route we want to go here. But these people are just cowards. They're bullies. And the best way to do that, uh, the best way to stop what's going on now is for people to stand up and, and just stop taking it. Uh, put, put a couple rounds near them. You know, fire off a couple warning shots and, and see, you'll, you'll see just how fast these cowards tuck tail and run. It'll be faster than the cops did over in, uh, over in Minneapolis. But one, one thing has become blatantly obvious, and that is all the, the theories of anarchism, anarcho-capitalism panning out in society, which I truly believe is in, entirely possible but you cannot have it before you change the culture of, of the people. And that's one of the reasons why I, I want to do this show so I can sort of win some hearts and minds over. Because if you have people that think they're entitled to other people's property because they feel that they've been shortchanged or their people have been 
uh, screwed over throughout history and oppressed by the government or oppressed by a, another institution or institutionalized racism or all, wh- whatever they think, uh, whatever excuse they have for why they're not where they want to be with their life and they think they're entitled and, they, and it's just okay for them to go and steal from other people, to, to rob other people, to destroy their property, you're never going to be able to have a, a successful voluntarist society when you have people with that type of mentality. You have to, there has to be a belief in this non-aggression principle, which most people do agree with, but we definitely need to work on changing people's minds and their culture the culture of of America, the fabric of the country, before we go about instituting all all the political solutions. But speaking of voluntarist free market solutions to problems, I have a huge announcement to make, something that's great for the show, it's going to be great for the listeners, and it's going to be great for everybody involved, because that's what free markets do. Individual people pursuing their own self-interest, solving problems that they see in society. It becomes a win-win for everybody involved. And so I got an email from a a fan of the show about a week ago. And I I do love, I love hearing from you guys. So uh, if if you like the show or if you want to reach out, hit me up on Twitter and and, and just, um, I don't know, tell me what's going on. But I particularly like hearing from fans of the show that also have a business and that want to give me some money to support the show. And their business is supplying one of my favorite non-alcoholic beverages. Right? I, I suppose you could make it an alcoholic beverage if you wanted to throw a little bourbon in there. But, they, but I'm talking about coffee and not just any coffee, but the coffee of my ancestors. That's right. True, premium, Italian coffee. Because, I mean, let's face it, most of the coffee in the United States is just terrible. It's mass-produced by some giant corporation and brewed haphazardly by a gender studies major that's just punching a clock trying to pay off their student loans. So realizing this problem, Zach and his buddy set out on a mission. A mission to bring that small independent Italian coffee shop experience and the delicious coffee that Italy is known for back across the pond. Guys, I I couldn't be more excited to have uh, these guys as a sponsor for the show. They're two liberty-minded entrepreneurs that have made it their life goal to not only provide you with the taste of Italy, but to make it possible for independent coffee shops to compete with the Starbucks of the world by supplying them with the specialty equipment that these beans deserve to be brewed in. Guys, they sent me some of their coffee, and I I couldn't be happier with it. Every little detail, even down to the packaging, is great. You know, I was just coming off of a four-day bender, needed a little pick-me-up this morning, so I pulled out my tin of their signature Venice blend and brewed me up a cup of coffee that I've been fantasizing about drinking every morning from my balcony overlooking the rolling hills in Tuscany on my now defunct trip to Italy. And, you know, who knows when any of us will be able to get back over there in this post-COVID-19 world, right? But that doesn't mean that you still can't enjoy real Italian coffee right from the comfort of your home. 
All you have to do is go to lorenzotti.coffee, enter the promo code FICTION at checkout so they know that I sent you, and you'll get 10% off your order. That's Lorenzotti, L-O-R-E is in Edward, N is in Nancy, Z is in Zebra, O-T-T-I, dot coffee, promo code FICTION for 10% off. Guys, people are always asking me, how can I support the show? What do you need? Can I help out? I love what you're doing. This is it right here. Support the the sponsors who make this show possible. You'll help out the show. You'll help out liberty-minded entrepreneurs, and you'll get a little discount on your morning cup of joe. Everybody wins. Free market, volunteerism in action, and I'm just so excited to have them on board as a sponsor. So do me a favor. Head over to lorenzotti.coffee, enter promo code FICTION, and get yourself a real cup of Italian coffee. All right, let's uh, let's get on with the show. I believe I was ripping on people who think the solution to police brutality is to go and destroy innocent people's lives, uh, beat them over the head with a two by four, rob their business, destroy their neighborhood, destroy their city, and it really is. I, I can't imagine a worse, uh, less uh, productive. Uh, approach to this thing because everyone's upset about police brutality, right? I mean, these, these cops are completely out of control. We have an armed, militarized gang of thugs prowling the streets, uh, abusing people left and right. We should all be upset about that. But here's the problem with rioting and looting and pillaging because what do you think you're going to get after you start destroying cities, after you attack people, innocent people, people that had nothing to do with what you're upset about, what do you expect the, the, the end result of this to be? You've got people who would have been sympathetic to your cause, who would have been sympathetic to your protest, who would have been on your side, who are now scared for their lives, they're, they're scared uh, for their, to, about their property, their business, their loved ones. And, and who do they turn to when they're scared and they feel helpless? Well, obviously, they're going to turn to the government because that's what we've been conditioned to do. So they're going to call for more police, for more uh, government intervention, for more security. And, and that's <laughs> more of what you're upset about. I don't understand what you think you're trying to accomplish here. I mean, what, what's the end goal? Okay, you're, you're upset about police brutality, right? You, you want a, a better protection, better treatment from the cops. You want to end racism. Okay, you, you think people who, who have now been attacked by a, a, black, a, a mob of Black Lives Matter protesters who had their business destroyed, you think they're going to be more or less sympathetic to your cause? I, I mean, this is... Uh, kneeling at the, during the national anthem, I thought was a really uh, just bad way of, of going about that protest. This is like a million times worse. This is a million times worse. I, I can't think of a worse approach than this. And then on the other side of it, you have the cops. So uh, the whole idea of having a, a police force, right? And people talk about this all the time, like the, 
the price we pay for a civilized society, all these taxes that we pay for police and fire and things like that. Well, th these police are supposed to be protecting people, right? Protecting taxpayers, protecting people's businesses and things like that. And the, the second things go south, the second people start to riot, the, these these uh, police have orders to back off, to let these rioters just ransack a city and destroy people's property. This is infuriating. I, I th this drives me absolutely crazy. You know, we always have cops doing things that we don't want them to do. I, I drove back from Michigan. You know how many fucking cops I saw sitting in the middle of the expressway looking to catch somebody doing 85 and a 70 so they could write him a chicken shit ticket. Uh, three or four. There's always cops to do that. There's always cops to, to give us uh, parking tickets and jaywalking tickets and, and anything that generates revenue for, so that they can, you know, fatten their budgets, fatten their pensions, fatten their own pockets. There's always cops to do that. But when it comes to actually protecting the people that they're hired to protect, that we pay thousands and thousands of thousands of dollars every year, each of us, for this supposed protection, and what do we get? What do we get for it? We get nothing, absolutely nothing. And this is, this is bullshit. And the idea that people still think that we, we can't have privatized police, I mean, this, is, this government police force, this monopoly over it, this is what you get. And what, what do we get for our money? We get nothing. Uh, we get no protection whatsoever. Uh, we got uh, an angry mob beating down your door, beating your wife with a two-by-four. I saw a video of that. Uh, destroying your shop, ransacking stores, stealing, looting, burning things, burning cars. Where are the cops? Uh, they're, they're doing nothing. They're doing nothing. No. But, but hey, you uh, you counterfeit a twenty dollar bill, or you're selling Lucy cigarettes, then they're all over you. Then they're choking you out. I, I mean, how much worse could a private police force be? And it wouldn't just be one. You you could have several in every neighborhood. You know, different stores would have their own security force that would be responsible for that block. Homeowners associations, neighborhood communities. There could be so many different ways of, of policing things privately where they would be directly uh, influenced and subject to the customer. You could actually get the cops to do things that you want them to do, not doing everything that you don't want them to do. And then the one time you need them, they're backing off. They're tucking tail and running because, well, they fear for their life. And the, the fact of the matter is they are under no obligation to protect you. None whatsoever. The Supreme Court has ruled on this. They, they don't have to do anything. And that's why they don't. You know, they, they'll get there just in time to, you know, draw the chalk outline around your body or take some notes on what happened. And then you'll, you'll hear pretty much nothing, nothing from them after that. And, and the idea that, oh, well, poor people won't get any, uh, you know, won't get any police protection if we privatize it because you're going to have to pay for it. Well, I mean, first of all, that, that, that argument, like think about anything else that in, in a free market society, are, are poor people, do they still have shoes? Yes, they do. Do they have TVs? Do they have a roof over there? Yes, they do. 
the poor people are always provided for by free markets. Now, will they get as good of protection as, as say, a billionaire? Probably not. No. The rich will always get a better version of things. But the poor people will still get a better version from a, a free market product than they would from a government product. And look at the kind of uh, police protection they're getting now. I mean, who, who are... Who, who gets treated worse by the cops than poor people? You know, a lot of, a lot of people think this is j- just about race. It's not. It's not. It, it's about poverty. This is a, a poverty issue. And the poor people in America, they get no police protection whatsoever right now. Okay? The only protection that they get is right upside the head when they're just trying to do, you know, some sort of victimless crime. That, that the government has deemed illegal, selling Lucy cigarettes. I mean, I, I, this guy was, uh, what, Floyd was selling a, or trying to use a, a counterfeit $20 bill. I mean, the irony of that, when our entire, we have a Federal Reserve that's doing nothing but counterfeiting trillions and trillions of dollars every year. If you look at a $20 bill now, it will say Federal Reserve note on it. And it will say, you know, this is legal tender. And it says at the bottom, $20. I just pulled one out of my wallet. So the, the idea of a note, you know, the, if you were to look at a, a $20 bill from uh, like 100 years ago, when we were on the gold standard, it would have said, Federal Reserve note, pay to the uh, bearer on demand $20. Now, what did that mean? What was the $20? The $20 was an ounce of gold, okay? You were supposed to be able to take the Federal Reserve note and exchange it for gold. Not only was it backed by gold, it was redeemable in gold. A note is a promise to pay. So you can't have a, a Federal Reserve note that you can't um, exchange for anything, right? If, you take, if I were to take my, my $20 Federal Reserve note back in 1920 to a, a bank, I could exchange it for an ounce of gold. If I did that today, the only thing I could exchange it for is two tens or four fives, just more paper. This whole thing is counterfeit. This whole thing is, is a joke. It's an illusion. They've been counterfeiting money since we went off the gold standard. The, the gold was the money. This is just a piece of paper, and it's not a note. <laughs> if it was a note, I'd be able to redeem it in something. And it should say pay to the bearer on demand $20. This is, they just, they crossed out the pay to the bearer on demand and they just wrote $20 on it now. They, they just changed what $20 was. They, they changed it from an ounce of gold to a piece of paper. Okay, and that's, they've done this trillions of times over. And the idea that, you know, that this poor guy got caught doing that with just one $20 bill. There really is no law so trivial that the government won't you know, kill you for it, kill you to enforce it. And the idea that th- this is the only way that we could police society. And, and you know, every couple of years we have one of these you know, race riot type things because of police brutality. And that's not to say you know, that you can't expect the cops to be perfect, but they are so far from perfection it's not it's not even funny and of course they of course why would they they're responsible to no one they don't they don't have you know any direct mechanism for us to influence them other than just destroying the city but none of that's theirs none of that belongs to them they're not going to be hurt by it 
So why do they care? That's why they stand back and they just let people do it. That's why they let you destroy. They let them destroy your house. They let them destroy your business. They'll let people beat you over the head with a two by four because what? They're not responsible for it. They're not directly affected by it. It's not their property. Even if you destroy a police building or a government building, who pays for that? Well, we do, the taxpayer. This is a terrible setup. I can't think of a worse thing to have a socialist monopoly on. And yes, police is a socialist institution, but it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be funded through socialism. There are other options. But just like every, everything in socialism, everything funded through socialism, it sucks. Every socialist institution is a train wreck. I can't think of a, a worse thing to have a monopoly on than the use of force, than, the, than the, uh, the ability to throw people in a cage for the rest of their lives. I mean, we will, they will throw you in a cage for you know, three consecutive victimless crimes, nonviolent crimes, you know, drugs, drug possession, three strikes and you're out and you're in, you're in prison for what, like 25 years? This is the system everybody's clinging to. And for the life of me, I don't understand why. But when we bring this up, the idea that, hey, maybe uh, we should get rid of this evil police force that does nothing that we want them to do and everything that they enforce are things that we don't care about. I mean, like, think of your relationship with the cops. Do you ever... I don't think I know one person who, when they see a cop in their rearview mirror, is overcome with relief or anything like that. No, the first thing you start to do is panic. Oh God, what? what how fast was I going? Are my tags up up to up to date? Do, do I have a tail light out? Like, uh, you know, do I have my seatbelt on? All, all these things. You just start worrying and panicking. What's he gonna do to me? How's this guy gonna fuck me over? Is he gonna shoot me? Is he gonna shoot my dog? Why are we clinging to this? It doesn't make any sense. It's just a lack of imagination that's, and you know, lack of information and um, being a product of a government school. Lo and behold, the government schools teach everyone that the only possible way that we could police society is by using the government. And I don't know what anyone's trying to accomplish with this. This is just going to be a disaster. They're going to bring in the National Guard. They're going to bring in the, the Army. What we're going to have, you know, this is going to be like martial law. So, so uh, we went from, you know, one guy being choked out by a cop to everybody being under, you know, a constant police state. You're, you're going to get so much more of what we're upset about, so much more of what we don't want because... We got a bunch of hooligans running around out now thinking that they're, they, they're entitled to something, thinking that they're entitled to stuff, and you got politicians pandering to them, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, justifying everything that they're doing. They've been denied something by society. They've been shortchanged by all of us. They've been oppressed, and so they have a right to go steal from somebody. Uh, I'm sorry. That's bullshit. That's absolute bullshit. But now anybody who would have been sympathetic to, to this, this cause of police brutality, you're going to see them calling for more police because they're afraid of what the rioters are going to do to them. You, they've got to choose between the lesser of two evils now. And, you know, a crazy uh, a gang, a, a mob of people 
who will just loot, pillage, destroy things, or the cops who, you know, will, will occasionally do the same thing. But, you know, um, it, it won't be indiscriminately. It, it'll, be, it'll be focused on people who are breaking their laws, and you've got them scared. And this is, you know, this is another reason why I think the cops stand down and they let these riots go, because it, it makes everybody feel helpless. Uh, people are scared. They're helpless. Who do they turn to? The government. Every single time. We give up more of our freedom, more of our liberty for this uh, government protection, for a little government security. And they like to show you just how bad things can get if they take a step back, if they, if they just let them go. I mean, the one thing, if we're going to have a government police force, the one thing I want them doing is cracking some fucking skulls when people are going around destroying other people's property. I, I'm sorry, you don't get to do that. You, you don't get to destroy somebody's business. You don't just throw a brick through the window and go and steal what you think you're entitled to. The, the one thing our cops should be doing is protecting against that. You want to get violent with somebody? Get violent, violent with the people doing that. Don't sit back and let that happen and then you know choke out a guy for, for carrying around a, a counterfeit 20. Uh, I, I'm, just, I'm so sick of this. And, and you know every time that there's protests like this, Say protest. Anytime there's riots like this, when the cops sit back, like they just sit back and let Baltimore burn a couple of years ago, it's sick. It's absolutely sick. And they know exactly what they're doing. And they want us to all feel helpless and in need of protection. And so we turn to the government for more protection. And we give up more of our freedom. We give them more power, more weapons, more everything because we're afraid. Listen, they are never going to protect you. Look around. Look at what they do. The only thing that they really care about is fleecing us. That's all they, that's all they do. They, like I said, they always have cops to do that. They never have cops to, to protect the people in poor neighborhoods. A lot of you know, these neighborhoods in Chicago, there's like 80 people shot in a weekend, last weekend or something like that. They don't go into those neighborhoods. Those, those people aren't getting any police protection. How, how much worse could a, a private security force do over there? Uh, poor people are, are, aren't getting any protection as it is. And, and what they are getting, the services they are getting, uh, they're the most upset about. They're the most hurt by, by this uh, government police force. So what are we doing here? Well, what are we thinking? Well, why don't we try something else instead of just, oh, well, I'm upset with this, and you know, the only way that we can get them to reform is to destroy other people's property that they don't give a shit about, that they don't have to pay for. Uh, and who do you think has to clean all this stuff up, by the way? Self-entitled. Yeah, these, these kids, th this is the entire generation of participation trophy. Everyone's great. Nobody's a loser. You're entitled to everything. And th this is what you get. Yeah, they get upset and they throw a temper tantrum. Except now they're big enough to do real damage. And I get there, there's a lot of, of pent-up anger uh, among the, the, the younger generations, my, my generation and younger, because they've been totally screwed. But they've been screwed by government. And they don't seem to understand that. They confuse this, what we have now with capitalism, with free markets. When really, the, the reason they're saddled with student loan debt, the reason they're uh, up to their eyeballs in debt and they can't get a job, they've got a worthless college degree, it, that's all because of government. 
the reason you think you're being uh, discriminated against, institutional racism, you've been oppressed. Who's doing the oppressing? It's the state. This is not about just individual people being racist. This is about the state oppressing people. The, the worst atrocities against black people throughout history have been legal, according to the state, and they've been perpetrated by the state. They've been mandated in some cases. I know, I know. Sorry, I'm talking into the microphone. I've got a dog here with me for the week, and uh, even she's upset. She's upset at all this, uh, at all this government abuse. But individual people in a free market, they don't have any power over you, okay? The state is what has the power over you, the power to oppress you. That's what governments do. And yet, uh, they've, they've been conditioned to look to government to be their savior. And when things get bad, when things don't go their way, now they destroy other people's private property. This, this, is, a great, this is a great idea. It's a great idea to get more of the government that's been uh, making your life miserable. Oh, okay. Yeah, keep, keep going with that. You idiots. You idiots. I was worried that they were going to try to block my car driving back. And, uh, man, the, the only thing that would stop me from running them over is the idea of having to get my car repaired. But, uh, you know, luckily I was... I was strapped, you know, I, I have a concealed carry, so I, I was always already uh, prepared for these, for these riots before they were actually going on. And uh, if anything, you know, the only silver lining here is that people are learning that the, the, the cops are not going to protect you and that you have to protect yourself. You have to protect your business. I, I was driving uh, around Chicago yesterday, and I, I saw a guy. He was just standing out in front of his business, strapped, protecting it more people are going to realize that an armed society is a polite society and an armed person is a citizen an unarmed person is a subject and if you want the government to to stop trampling on you uh, if you want uh, rioters to stop trampling on you you better get yourself a firearm and this idea that oh nobody needs a, a semi-automatic with a 30 round magazine really you, you don't think i need that you don't think you need that now? Talk to me after a mob of like 500 people come and try to, try to ransack your store, try to steal your life savings, your life's work. They're banging on your door because you're white and they're angry at white people. Uh, okay. Or you're black and the, they're angry at black people. I mean, the idea that we, we should not have people armed it is insane to me. And another really retarded argument people were making or something that people, really low IQ people were pointing out is that, oh, well, look at what the cops are doing to these protesters uh, this time around compared to how they treated the, uh, the Second Amendment protesters a few months ago. And, and they're trying to make it about a, a white versus black thing. Like, this is Black Lives Matter, and obviously every cop is racist, so they, don't, they have no problem shooting them with, like, beanbag rounds or whatever, tear gassing them and beating them up because it's Black Lives Matter. But when a bunch of white guys uh, march uh, on Capitol Hill with, with their firearms and aren't destroying any property or anything, uh, that's the only reason that they didn't get attacked by the cops was because they're white. Now, no, no, that, that's ridiculous. The reason 
the cops weren't firing tear gas and rubber bullets at them and, and beating them with batons is not because they were white. It's because they were armed. That's right. It's because they were armed. And they also weren't destroying any property, by the way. So if you want the government to take you seriously, show them that you're a force to be reckoned with. And my hope is that more people start to realize the virtue of the Second Amendment and, and just being responsible for your own self-defense because you can't, you can't depend on anyone. Uh, the, these politicians, they don't care about you. The cops, they don't care about you. You care about you and your loved ones care about you, and, and that's about it. And, and I don't know how much longer these, these riots can go on a lot of times they do fizzle out, but you know people have been pent up for the last couple of months. Uh, there's 40 million people out of work. Everyone's angry. They have nothing better to do. They don't have a job to go to, and they just lit a match. Oh, and by the way, the media, my God, I, I just I can't stand the media. They're so irresponsible. Fanning these flames of racial divide just to get views just to get eyeballs on their station is unbelievably irresponsible unbelievably irresponsible they have so much responsibility here for all of the damage that's being done i can't believe that they can live with themselves as well i mean there's there's just so much blame to go around for this whole situation but i don't know how these these news anchors you know, guys on CNN, oh, which, by the way, when that got attacked, that was awesome. <laughs> it's the one exception to, to attacking private property. If you want to take down CNN, I'll allow it. But just getting everybody riled up over this, it's evil is what it is. It, it, it really is evil. And I don't know how much longer these can go on. It might, you know, if people... It's going to take people defending themselves and their business now with with guns. Uh, you know, I've seen people try to do it with like some random objects that they have. That's not going to work. You're going to need a firearm, and you're going to need to sit up on the roof of your bit your business and let people know that that you've got an itchy trigger finger. I, I think that's the only way these people are going to stop. As far as I'm concerned, the sooner we do that, the better. These people, they need to be stopped. I would much rather have them stopped by individual people defending their private property than to have a, a militarized police force or the actual military enforcing some kind of curfew and prowling around our streets more than they already are. But, of course, that's what we're going to get. The, every government solution to a failure of government is more government. And is it any wonder that nothing ever gets solved and nothing ever gets better. Anyway, I, I'm going to wrap there, guys. A bit of a shorter episode. I don't know. I, I just I wanted to give my thoughts on this because it, it just really drives me crazy. Really makes me upset. But thanks for listening, everybody. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Pedal Fiction. And if you want to become a supporting member of the show, you can do that by going to pedalingfictionpodcast.com. And if you have a, a small business or something that you want to promote, a product you want to promote, something like that, I have airtime for, for more sponsors. So you can, you can hit me up on Twitter if you want, at Pedal Fiction. You can uh, send me an email. The email address is peddling at 
peddlingfictionpodcast.com. That's peddling at peddlingfictionpodcast.com. Let's see if we can work out a deal because I, I would love to to promote more small businesses, the uh, entrepreneurs, liberty-minded entrepreneurs if I can, and get some get some help for the podcast as well. Just know that any dollar you donate to the show or that you give to sponsor the show goes right back into creating content and uh, promoting the show, trying to increase my reach. Yeah, so if, if, if you, if you want to uh, work out some sort of sponsorship deal, hit me up. And if you can do all that for me, I will be back later this week with a brand new episode for you. Until then, stay safe, stay uh, armed and defended, and keep on pedaling that so-called fiction. 